Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Hey, Gary Finout is Mr. Florida. He is perfect for our purposes today. He writes the Florida Politico playbook. He's got decades of experience covering the Sunshine State and its political theater. He's just written a piece that caught my eye that says... DeSantis declines to ask Trump for re-election endorsement. This is Gary Finout. Gary, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me on. Uh, a uh, longtime follower of you. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Hey, I have questions beneath your pay grade, and then we'll get into sort of the current scene. I, I want to do just a, a couple of minutes of DeSantis for dummies, and I am the dummy in chief. He's a Florida native, right? Uh, yes, yes. Tell me about his upbringing. Well, he grew up. He grew up uh, just outside of in the Tampa Bay area in the, the town called Dunedin, which is in Pinellas County, which is near St. Petersburg, near the beach. Uh, you know, his uh, father was uh, a Nielsen uh, person and goes and saw the Nielsen ratings boxes and houses. His mother was a nurse. I mean, so it was. Uh, uh, it was basically, uh, you know, very kind of middle class upbringing. He uh, uh, played baseball, and you know, eventually he got into. Uh, he was able to get into Yale, and he was on the Yale baseball team, and then ultimately he wound up going uh, to Harvard's uh, law school, and uh, then he had a, a, a stint in the military, and basically he had he had spent some time in the JAG, uh, and he, he went overseas was part of the units uh, overseas with JAG. And then eventually he uh, he came back. It was in Northeast Florida and um, he got recruited to run for Congress. I mean, and that's a he, pretty that's a pretty impressive resume for a politician, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, he has. Yes, he has. I mean, served in the military, uh, have impressive academic cr- credentials. Uh, so, yes, he has many of the things that would probably make people say this 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 person has a promising future. So in 2012, he's elected to Congress. He served, I think, what, three terms and while there was a founder of the Freedom Caucus. Did he distinguish himself in any particular way while he was in Congress? Well, the interesting thing about his 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 time as Congress is that he was there for a short while and he was actually already looking uh, to move up. Uh, What people probably don't realize is he was he was a candidate for U.S. Senate in 2016, back when Marco Rubio was uh, running for president, and, and Rubio says, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to run for re-election." DeSantis was uh, among the group of Republicans who kind of jumped in and decided that they were going to try to fill Rubio's uh, seat. And then when Rubio decided uh, to uh, run for another term after he got defeated by Donald Trump, uh, DeSantis went back. And decided to run for another term, and then basically uh, the turn of the screw there is is that uh, over that particular period of time after Trump became uh, president, that uh, DeSantis wound up going on Fox News a lot, and he became a very staunch defender of the president, uh, especially uh, being very critical of the investigation into uh, into Russia and, and to the actions of, of Mueller, and so. Uh, all during that time, he's he's kind of getting his his name out there. Now he was not viewed as the establishment favorite. He was not viewed as the the candidate who was going to get all the all all the love from 
from the, the top donors. And the, I mean, basically, there's a guy named Adam Putnam, who is the agriculture commissioner, who himself had been in Congress. He had served uh, on the cabinet, which is a statewide officials that accompany the governor. He, he, so he was considered to be the favorite. And then basically, DeSantis was seen as, well, he's challenging him. How is this going to go? And then that all changed when Trump endorsed him. Uh, and he had worked to get Trump endorsed. He had worked to get Trump's endorsement. And obviously, he had been a staunch defender of the president. And there were some stories at the time, and I didn't write these stories, but there were stories at the time that Putnam had appealed to Mike Pence to try to get Pence to convince Trump to not weigh in. But ultimately, Trump did weigh in, and he endorsed DeSantis, and it made a huge difference. I worked on a story a couple of years ago that had a very powerful moment in it in which it's on the eve of the Republican primary in uh, 2018, and Adam Putnam is is campaigning at the villages. Uh, For people unfamiliar with Florida, that is like – that's the stronghold. That's where you go if you're a Republican. It's this retirement community in central Florida. And – Putnam is campaigning at the villages, and a woman comes up to him and says, I want to vote for you, but I can't because Trump endorsed DeSantis. And supposedly mm. she was in tears. Mm. And, and when, we talked, when we talked to Putnam's campaign people after the fact, they were like, if they had any doubts then, they knew it was over. They knew that he, they were going to lose DeSantis, in which they did. He lost very convincingly to DeSantis. And, of course, DeSantis – wins the governor's race but by only about 30,000 votes. And that was the that was the that was the Gillum race. Right, he re- he ran against Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum and he lost by 30,000 votes. And 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 so there was so a very narrow, very close election and when DeSantis came in to office, he he actually uh took some steps from the get-go to to try to appeal to some of the more moderate people in in the electorate. Uh, he he basically came out with a series of moves in terms of the environment. Uh, he became very pushing for uh, salary hikes for teachers. So he was doing these things that you could view as appealing to a, a broader electorate. Then the pandemic happened, and what ha- basically his profile and the, the attention that he got sort of just grew out of that experience where basically uh, as a result of his, of his decision-making and uh, based upon his research and, and look, these, the, these reports about him uh, like going through all these medical research reports and, and doing things like that, that, that is a hundred percent accurate. I, I've been in his office. I saw them all stacked on his desk one time when I was there for an interview. So he, he got this, you know, uh, reputation related to all of that where whereas as I'm, I'm sure you are somewhat familiar with of course is even though there was a lockdown at the very beginning in florida he he scrapped it fairly quickly and he went in a much different direction uh you know pushed to open the schools in the fall of 2020 uh battled over mask mandates uh eventually battling uh and now when the vaccine rolled out he initially was a big booster of the vaccine in fact he was at the white house for meetings about Operation Warp Speed. But then uh, after the first wave of vaccines, he, he, he became the champion of, well, we're not going to have vaccine mandates and we're not going to allow businesses to require vaccines to be able to use your business. So that became part of it as well. And, and then as we shifted into 2020, the, the post-George Floyd 
uh, situation with the, the riots across other parts of the country. And then we transition into 21. He's become very uh, involved in what, what we would call cultural war fights. And he's been pushing that very hard, too. And so you put it all together, he has become a rock star among the Republicans across the country. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Excellent job. You've just done exactly what I was I was hoping you would give us, a good lay of the land from from the home state. How does he get along with Rubio and Rick Scott? I'm, I'm sure superficially to the exterior world, it's like, hey, you know, they're, they're peas of a pod and they all get along. They're all Republicans. But we know how those sort of rivalries really are. Do they do they really get along? Well, I don't know. Th- I would have to confess, I'm really not sure about the relationship with 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 Rubio. I uh, I have not heard a lot of uh, conversation about that. What I will tell you is the relationship with Rick Scott, which we've cataloged, is far from ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been there have been there have been some uh, flashpoints uh, uh, over the over the time being. Uh, I mean, going from the very beginning, where uh, at the very inauguration, Rick Scott left before the inauguration was complete. He was there at the beginning of the inauguration ceremony, but but left at some point in time. There was some some uh, dust up over uh, supposedly that Rick Scott wanted to hold some event in the mansion right before uh, his time was up. Because what's interesting is, again, don't want to get too far in the weeds. Rick Scott basically delayed his entry into the Senate, not by a long period of time, but as you know, there's the time you, you start up the new session and that's when the senators Rick Scott was not there when they opened up the, they gaveled into the Senate in 2019 because his term as governor was lasting a few days. And Rick Scott, instead of resigning and letting his lieutenant governor be governor for five days, he opted to hold off and he got sworn in after the other senators. And while this was going on, the, the traditional the, – the protocol is that the new governor moves in a couple of days ahead of time before the actual inauguration. Well, DeSantis apparently couldn't move in because Rick Scott was having an event. Mm. That caused some friction. And uh, there was a big problem with our unemployment uh, computer system, the processing of unemployment claims at the height of the pandemic. The, the system that was supposed to be uh, helping people get their payments uh, electronically – just crashed. There were so many claims because of the, all the rapid job loss that happened at the start of the pandemic. The system had all these issues and everyone kind of knew that the system had issues. And basically uh, the, the DeSantis administration said, well, you know, we don't understand why the Rick Scott administration spent like the, the tens of millions on this computer system when it clearly isn't isn't adequate. Well, and isn't they, part of the Gary isn't part of the friction that Rick Scott himself Wants to take a, a shot at the White House? Uh, I would say to you that uh, Rick Scott has always, not always, but for some time now has had an interest in the White House himself. Yes. So that, yes, they are potentially rivals. But what I'm also saying is at this point in time, there is a history of, Got it. of, of flare-ups oh, oh, between the two. Oh, okay. I buried the lead. T- take our final two minutes now. Address the Trump 
DeSantis dynamic and this recent story that you published at Politico, 2024 intrigue, DeSantis declines to ask Trump for re-election endorsement. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Take our final two minutes now, address the Trump DeSantis dynamic and this recent story that you published at Politico 2024 intrigue DeSantis declines to ask Trump for re-election endorsement right so basically right now the situation is is that uh, DeSantis has not been endorsed by Trump and 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 the former president has endorsed a lot of candidates a lot of Republican candidates here in the state of Florida including candidates who don't have Republican primaries and that includes the attorney general, the chief financial officer. He's endorsed a candidate for agriculture commissioner. He's endorsed a bunch of congressional candidates. He has not endorsed DeSantis. And so we tried to figure out what was going on. And lo and behold, DeSantis has not asked for an endorsement by Trump. And, you know, as we quote in the story, we have someone inside the, the who's, who has familiarity with what's going on in Trump world who says, well, Trump would endorse DeSantis if he were asked. Hmm. And DeSantis has not asked, and all indications are is he doesn't plan to ask. And the plain fact is, as we lay out, DeSantis doesn't need to ask. If you, while there is an outlier poll that came out back in May, everyone who's, who's kind of doing polling, they show him <clears throat> with a lead over the two potential Democratic rivals, and his, his, his ratings in Florida are above water. And, of course, the environment for the Democrats, as it is in Florida, is like it is in many other parts of the country. Uh, uh, the president is underwater. You, you look at the, the polling and what have you, and people are very concerned about inflation in the economy. So the situation is, is that DeSantis is, is on a path to reelection without Trump's uh, help. And so as of right now, he hasn't asked. Now, does that mean that Trump may still not in, uh, issue an endorsement at some point in time? Uh, I mean, I'm sure. Well, that I mean, the, the real the, the real question, of course, is whether DeSantis would run against Trump for the nomination. If all things stay as they are today, if Trump is unindicted, if he's well, solvent, if he's right. healthy, would he step up and take that shot? I, I can't answer that definitively. What I can tell you is that uh, he gets at, he's been asked about it a couple of times of late. And he sidesteps the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was he was on Fox and Friends about ten days ago, and basically he point blank got asked by one of the hosts on Fox and Friends, and basically DeSantis just looked at him and said, "Nice try. We're here to talk about other things." Right. Hey, of course, so, I mean, some some may be some may be listening to this and saying, "Wow, what a ticket they could be." And I should have done some research, but this just popped into my head. I don't think the president and vice presidential candidate can be from the same state. And I have a recollection of Dick Cheney yes. leaving Texas, right? Am I right about this? And, and going to, yes, to Wyoming right that. so that he could you run with right W. About. Yeah, you are right about that. Okay. Well, DeSantis, Hey, DeSantis as, as uh, let's go back to where Gary Finout began. He's a native. He's a guy from Dunedin. He's decidedly middle-class and his roots are in Florida. I can't imagine that Ron DeSantis would leave Florida for the purpose of running with Donald Trump. And I sure as hell can't imagine that Trump was going back to New York for the purpose of running for president. Yeah, so that is above my pay grade. I don't know how that's going to play out. Right. 
what I but I what I just say to you is, is that is that DeSantis has not definitively put <clears throat> questions of twenty twenty four to rest. What he says is I'm focused on reelection and that's right. what I'm working on. Sure. But then like I said, but when he's asked a point blank question or would you run in twenty twenty four if even he if ducks. Trump runs, yeah. he did not want to answer it. Gary, that was really great. Thank you so, so much. I, I hope that people who are listening to this conversation, if they're not already reading what you write for Politico, now they know you're the person who's got his fingers on the pulse of, of the dynamics. And Florida is going to be is going to be the epicenter from now until 2024. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Gary Finout writes the Politico playbook for Florida. And as you can tell, he's got a lot of experience and knowledge of the uh, the state. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds.